Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back again this week to the podcast. How we feeling? I am now back in Canada. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. Aruba was so amazing, so warm, so beautiful. All of the things. And then we come back to Canadian winters. Here we are. But I don't feel like I can complain much because I was very fortunate to be able to go and now to be back. But there's so good, so much good in being back too because now I'm back with Odin. <laughs> I never thought I was going to be one of these dog people where like leaving my dog is very difficult, emotionally draining and hard. And I feel so bad and I miss him so much. And I'm on a trip and I think about him. All the time, like I see other dogs and I kind of feel bad that I'm not with my dog. I don't know. I think I'm codependent. I think I have a codependent personality, but coming back home and going to get him. Oh, it's so good. It's actually so hard because we got back Saturday night at midnight and we could only pick up Odin the Sunday at 5 p.m. So Sunday all day, you know, trying to pack you the chores, blah, 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 blah. It's so weird to be home without my boy. Anyways, I don't know if you really... I don't know. I never thought I was going to be this person, honestly. Before getting Odin, I was very, not indifferent to dogs, but I'm like, you're really cute. This is cute. Yay. Yay, puppies. But, you know, you're a dog. <laughs> and now I am this, like, intense dog mom who loves my dog. Yeah, anyways, whatever. Okay, I'm done talking about Odin. How are you? How are you doing? How are we doing this March? This March 8th, if you're listening to when the podcast episode is coming out. Oh, goodness. Well, today I wanted to talk about why we overeat. Switching gears on you like that. Boom, boom. Because this is a topic that I talk a lot with my clients. And it's something that, you know, often brings a lot of discomfort. So I wanted us to talk about it again. We, ha we had a couple podcasts in, in the past where we talked about overeating in different ways. But today I just wanted to talk about like when you are maybe in the process of healing your relationship with food. Or where, no matter where you are really on that spectrum, when you know that you're full and you continue to eat, why does it happen even when we know? Why do we have a hard time stopping? And I want to talk about this because I feel this is a topic that can bring a lot of shame. And from personal experience, I know that, you know, I never realized how bad my relationship to food was when I was restricting because I was praised, right? I felt so happy when I was able to restrict. So proud, so validated. 
I never thought it was an issue. Not until I started to overeat a lot and then binge. And then every time I overate or binge, I knew it was an issue. Right? And, you know, my perspective, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've talked about this on my Instagram all the time. Overeating is not necessarily an issue, right? It can be the reaction to what we're doing. And the reason we view it as an issue is because that's how we're socialized, right? We are, we are taught in condition that eating less is better. So when we have the times of eating more, eating more, we view it as bad. We view it as that's the issue. But it's, the, it's also an issue to not eat enough. It's also an issue to restrict your body. Like that's not kind. That's not nice. Not being very kind and nice to ourselves. But society praises us. But when we overeat, that's when we can start feeling a lot of distress. That's when we can have a lot of guilt and shame. Because either we believe that we're the only one who will go through this because it feels very isolating. Or it just feels bad, right? We start to believe that we are bad or we are out of control or we are not disciplined. And then there can also be the physical feelings of being very full that can feel very uncomfortable. Because when you're very, very full and you feel, feel it physically, it kind of forces you to connect to your body. And if we have any body discomfort or issues, you may be trying to avoid connecting in your body. And it's hard to do when we eat more and then we feel it in our bodies, right? So let's start by just normalizing that piece of it makes sense. We understand it. You may not love it. That's okay. But know that you're not alone in this and this is normal, right? But now let's review why. Why do we overeat? What are the different reasons? And I'm going to go through a few with you. The first one I always go through, put my dietitian hat on, and it's about not eating enough. <laughs> if you don't eat enough, let's say throughout the day and we get to nighttime, we will most likely overeat. Because by that time, we are compensating for the restriction of the day. And this can happen at a smaller scale day to day, but it can also happen at a larger scale per week, right? If you're under eating all week, you may find yourself overeating on the weekend. Or if you're under eating in a day, you may find yourself overeating at night, right? So under eating is one of the biggest factor in overeating. Right? Think about it, that pendulum. You're pulling it one way. You can't expect to stay here. There will be a reaction, right? Every action has a reaction. When you are under eating, we are most likely creating the overeating at a different time. So that's number one for you. Be sure you eat enough. Please nourish your body. Your body deserves it. Your body's expensive to keep alive. Your body needs food. Please nourish your body. As long as you're continuously undernourishing your body, you are most likely going to continue to overfeed your body at other times. Right? And I say overfeed, but is it really overfeeding? Not really, because you're compensating for the underfeeding. Right? <clears throat> so that's number one. Number two, it can just be like you may be eating enough energy throughout the day and enough food throughout the day, but maybe you're waiting way too long between your meals. 
right? And what can happen there on a like biological level is that our hunger is real freaking high. We are like over hungry on our hunger satiety scale. Like we are at a two where we're one, where we're like starving. We need food now. And no matter if you ate enough throughout the day, if we get to that point, it's also really difficult to check in them to our satiety cues. Right. And on the other hand of that, like biologically, we may also be in a place where we're like hitting like a low blood sugar. Right. And now your body's just trying to get us back to a safe state with our blood sugars. So there's a lot happening biologically that may push us to eat more. So not only do we need to eat enough, we also need to eat frequently enough. Frequency is good for our bodies, for our hormones regulations, eating enough and frequently. Those are the two things. Then let's continue. Number three is that, is it a way to eat emotionally? Right? So if we're, we know that we're eating enough, we're eating frequently enough, and then we're continuously eating past point of satiety, then we can start asking ourselves if food is meeting one of our needs. Right? If I'm no longer physically hungry, but I continue to engage in eating, how is food serving me at, at that time? Is food bringing me comfort? Is it distracting me from something? Is it increasing my pleasure? Is it helping me like numb? Or is it used as a punishment maybe? How is food helping me? Or if some people don't want to help food is helping me because it feels like not helpful. So we can use the word, how is food meeting one of my needs? What is food giving me in that moment? And that's something that we can also explore, right? The whole piece of emotional eating and how food can become a coping skill. And I will say here, again, this is normal. All humans emotionally eat. We all do it. We are emotional being and food has more than one role. But when it becomes a coping skill and when it becomes distressing that when I overeat and eat and emotionally eat, I feel more guilty, more shame, more stress, then we can see that it's probably an unhelpful coping mechanism long term, right? Because it's creating a lot more distress afterwards. And that's where we get to do some work and explore, right? And if you are an emotional eater and you want to learn more about this, we do have a course on emotional eating. So I can link it in the show notes, or you can also go to the balancedpractice.com forward slash courses, and you can check that out. I think that can be super helpful for emotional eaters because we do it from an anti-diet way as always, uh, but it's a very shame-free way to talk about it, right? And to heal and to manage it. So I think that could be a really cool thing for you. So yeah, emotional eating can be another reason why. Another reason can be that maybe our cues are offline or we may be having a hard time connecting to the cues, right? And this can happen for a number of reasons. Um, it could be that we are distracting. So if you're eating as you're working or doing other things, that can be one of the signs. It could be that maybe we were chronic dieters for a very long time and our cues are currently offline, right? And we need to work towards reconnecting to those cues. And then some people don't have cues or like, sorry, somebody don't have cues. They just stay offline much, much longer and sometimes forever, right? So that can also make it hard if we don't feel the satiety, if we don't trust the fullness. 
So that's another thing that we can work through. And then another thing is FOMO. I don't know if you've ever felt this before. When we are, when we have disordered eating, when we are chronic dieters, may, many of us have created a sense of insecurity with food. Food is scarce. Food is not always available for me, right? Although it's maybe physically available, I don't allow myself food at all times. So it starts to create a very scarce relationship with food, right? It creates food insecurity. We don't know that food is going to continue to be there. So what can happen as we are beginning this process is that you can, you eat, and then you maybe know that you're full, but then if you stop, there may be a fear, but when am I either going to eat next or I still need to finish this because I won't allow myself later. Even if it's not like very conscious, it can be very subconscious, right? And we kind of force ourselves to eat more in case there's nothing else or there's not more later. Right. And it can be kind of that last supper feeling of needing to eat everything now in case of or because tomorrow the diet starts type of vibe. But that in itself can be a thing. Right. And I'll have some clients when we work through that. And when we like are checking into those cues, like it, comes, it starts to feel like very distressing or anxious, not not the thought of not finishing a meal or the full meal, even when they're full, feels very difficult. Because what if they're hungry an hour later or two hours later? And maybe in the past, they haven't allowed themselves to eat outside of mealtimes, right? So we get to start healing that relationship too. Of food is always available for me. And I can trust myself around food and I can eat food when I'm hungry. It will be there for me. And we get to start doing some exercises around delaying food a little bit. If I'm full, can I pause for 10 minutes? And how would that feel for me? Right? Because that fear of missing out and being feeling scarce around food and having food insecurity, I think it's real. Right? Creates a lot of emotion. Yeah, I know that for me, that was one of the big ones. The fear of not allowing myself to eat later, even if a part of me is now, I will allow myself, but I had basically taught myself that I don't. So stopping a meal before it ends feels so bad. Right? And then part of that too can also be just wasting. A lot of us have grown up with a clean plate club of finish your whole plate, no matter what. Other people don't have food, so eat your food, as if it has anything to do with it, right? Many of us have felt that, lived that. So like the thought of not finishing something can also be really, really difficult. And that's also something that we get to work through, right? But it is another reason that we may be emotionally or overeating at those times. And then the last thing I'm going to add here is that, are we actually overeating? <laughs> Not to like go against everything I just said, because I think all of it is relevant and could happen. But I would also question you and ask you to question yourself of, is this actually overeating? Because we have been taught to undernourish ourselves chronically. We have been taught to try to survive on the lowest amount of food possible, right? Try to do the, the least that you can. So maybe a normal amount of food seems a lot to you right now, right? Can that be a thing? Maybe the amount of food that you're eating is not overeating. It's just what your body needs. You've just been taught that you need so little, which is not true. So I would invite you just to check in on that. And if you work with a dietitian, I think that could be such a beautiful conversation. If you don't work with a dietitian, don't hesitate to reach out because we can support you with that too. But 
you know, kind of understand, this goes back to understanding our body and our needs. And truthfully, right, not from a diet culture vibe, not from the deficit and eat less, but from a, what does my body actually need? And how do I get to start trusting it? Right? All right, my friend, this is it for today. I hope that this episode was helpful. Let me know on my Instagram. So come on Instagram, comment on my Instagram, DM me on Instagram. I'm all here for it. I love to connect with you. And my ask for today, if you have a moment, if you have 60 seconds, is as I'm talking right now, if you can grab your phone, go on your Apple Podcast app, scroll to the show, scroll down, and leave us a review and rating. Honestly, it means so, so much to me. You know, every time that we put out a new episode and new show, it just means a lot. It means that we get to connect with more people, our voices get to be heard. You know, it's unfortunate that it's kind of like popularity contest when it comes to podcasts and this is being featured and all the things, but that's how it is. That's how it is. So if you are able to leave us a review and a rating, it means so much to us. It really helps us on a mission to impact as many folks as we can in helping them let go of diet culture. On that note, my friend, thank you so much. And I will catch you next week in the next episode.